Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Hallelujah. Thanks, Joshi. Yay, thank you, God. Thanks, Pastor Daniel. He's he's speaking um, uh, out of absolute... um, experience there in that, and we will explain this more on Sunday, in that we have um, merged world hope and KRM together so that we can, you know, do these crusades, these outreaches in Vietnam, we can do the medical missions, we can do the house building, and that, so we are actively um, asking people on the television, please help us as we sow into Vietnam, as we sow into Cambodia, as we sow into different places around the world. So he, when he says that, I, I, I look and I, I think to myself, well, he knows better than anybody else, hallelujah, uh, that our heart's desire is so much that the gospel would be preached any way that the Lord opens the door to do it, and he's opening some extraordinary doors. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for nothing is impossible for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Who was here last night for the Awake Australia event? Yeah, wonderful stuff. We were so blessed, and um, I'm excited because I really believe that the Lord is doing something with unity in our nation, and it's so beautiful. It is powerful and the Holy Spirit is at work, which is so exciting. And you know, I also believe that the Lord is just moving. I had a, um, a vision in worship last night uh, that I shared at the end. And actually I saw a couple of things. First thing I saw was a vision I've seen before, but the Lord just made it really clear. As I was just kneeling and, and just worshiping the Lord, he put a, a scepter in my hands, like a royal scepter. And the scepter represents authority. And I could see it. It was a weighty, glorious thing that he was wanting, I believe, for the the people of God to remember that all authority has been given to him. And now he has placed all things under his feet, which is under our feet because we are now part of his body. Hallelujah. And he's given us authority, all authority. We have his name and we don't use it like a magical formula. We actually bear his name. So when we come in his name, we are coming in his very essence, in his being, in his character, in his authority. Hallelujah. And so I believe there was a revelation being released of the authority of the believer in a fresh way. Um, But then I had another vision and I saw a stadium with a big, like a big hard plastic lid on it. And and people were, that something was unscrewing Um, unscrewing this lid and it lifted off and underneath it was just raw and I felt the Lord just begin to say that he is lifting off the limitations and he's lifting off the lid in this nation of the church that the the unspoken intimidations and limitations, the ideas that many carry that they need permission to, to move on the initiatives that the Lord puts in their hearts. And I just saw then the Lord just spreading seed all over the nation as, as he blew with the wind of his spirit, like he'd blow a dandelion and the seeds would go. I just believe that in this revelation of freedom, 
that people are beginning to be realize that the Lord has permissioned them to dream and that they don't have to wait for someone else to say, you've got that dream, go and do it. They, can, they recognize, thank you, God, you've given me authority to do what you've put in my heart to see the kingdom come to pass, uh, get, see the kingdom established on the earth. And so I just wanted to encourage you tonight. I believe there's people here that, the, I mean, every one of us, that the Lord is actually putting fresh initiatives into your heart and he wants you to, to believe that he has already determined that that is going to be resourced. He's already determined that that is going to be successful. He's already determined these are divine invitations from heaven that are being unlocked and revealed to you. And now the Lord is just waiting for you to pick up your authority and say, yes, Lord, let's do this. Hallelujah. And I believe these divine initiatives are going to see this nation uh, transformed for the name of Jesus. Amen. So be encouraged. I believe God wants in, wanting a nation of dreamers who are actually going to act on their dreams. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about just dreams you have while you're asleep. I'm talking about the daydreams. You know, God, God gave you an imagination and the capacity to daydream. That was his, his idea. And that's the way he often reveals his desires to you. He puts these desires in your heart and you start to daydream about initiatives that he puts in your heart to be a blessing to the community, to, to see the world change. And God wants to speak to you. And there's some people specifically here tonight that God wants to speak to you to say, hey, you, there's a big yes in heaven over what I've put in your heart. Hallelujah. So Father, we say thank you. He is a good, good God. Lord, we love you. We come to give you worship and honor and praise and glory for you are worthy. Father, we love you. Lord, I'm asking that, that even as we record this program tonight, Lord, that your name would be lifted up and that people would hear your word all over the world. Lord, that people would hear this word and that they would, you would release supernatural hope into their hearts, that they would call out to you, that they would find you, that you would release faith in their hearts, Lord. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you said that if you be lifted up, you draw all men to yourself. Be lifted up. Be lifted up in our church. Be lifted up in our lives, God. Be lifted up in this word today. And Lord, I'm asking that you would confirm your word with signs and wonders and miracles. Father, that you would equip each one of us so that this wouldn't just be a good word, a good message that would be uh, encouraging, but Lord, it would be an equipping word that would change lives and see transformation, Lord, this week in each one of us. Father, we ask for your help. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to speak to you today about triumph, about the victory that the Father has for us. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says this, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Do you know, in the book of Romans, it, it tells us, Romans 8, 
that the Holy Spirit intercedes through us according to the perfect will of God, in perfect harmony with the will of the Father. That it says in Romans 8.34, who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Knowing this, that Jesus is there continually praying for our triumph, that the Holy Spirit is interceding through us in accordance and in perfect harmony with the will of the Father, which is revealed clearly through the Word of God for our triumph. When we understand this and, and think about what that might look like, now Jesus is not in heaven begging the Father to do something because he already knows what the Father wants and he's talking to the Father on our behalf about what the Father has already wanted to do. The will of God is that you would continually triumph. The will of God is that you would prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. Hallelujah. The will of God is that he would continually manifest his life and his victory, that you'd be the head and not the tail, above only and not belief. You can look all beneath, all the way through scripture. We see that the will of God for us to triumph. Hallelujah. And so when I think about this, it changes the way I pray. It changes the way I look at circumstances. F.F. Bosworth used to say that faith begins where the will of God is known. So we've been talking a bit about the will of God, but the will of God is so clearly revealed to us as being that Jesus is continually praying, Lord, teach them a good lesson. Give them some suffering so that they can learn a good lesson. No, that is not what the Bible says Jesus is doing. Jesus is not up there going, no, I just think you need to make them hang on a little longer. It'll strengthen their faith. <laughs> Jesus is not up there uh, against you. He is for you. And he is praying, the Bible says, continually for your triumph. So the revealed will of God throughout Scripture is that you would triumph, hallelujah, that you would walk in victory. Jesus is continually praying for this. So when we know that this is what is being declared in heaven, he's declaring, Father, thank you that you have destined them to always overcome. Thank you, Lord, that you've destined them, Lord, to continually triumph. Thank you, Lord, that you've laid up good works in advance for them. Thank you, Lord, that you said no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Father, thank you. Yes, Lord, help them to recognize it. Help them to open their hearts and pull on the promise that we have made for them. And this is what I believe the prayer in heaven looks like. Hallelujah. You and I, then have been given the keys of the kingdom here on earth. We're not little orphans subject to a God that is, is looking at us and throwing us a crumb every now and then. Through the blood of Jesus, we've been invited into the family. We are part of him, hallelujah. So close that he says, you are my body. Doesn't get closer than that. 
You can be closer to God than you can possibly be to any person. You have been joined to him when you have given your life to Christ. He will not deny you. He is for you. Hallelujah. He can't deny his own flesh. Hallelujah. You've become his body. And his prayer for you is that you would continually triumph. And so the Bible tells us, though, that you and I have been given the keys of the kingdom. And whatever we bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. What that's saying is that as we recognize the will of the Father, as we recognize the prayers and the declarations that are being made on our behalf in heaven, we have a part to play. And that is to take the keys of the kingdom, the authority that we've been given, open up the gates of our heart expectation and say, your will be done in my life and in my circumstances. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's it like in heaven? It's being declared, decreed, continual triumph. And so if you're not experiencing continual triumph, it's not because it's not the will of God. It's because God is saying, I want you to pray. Open up, the, open up the gates and begin to release on earth as it is in heaven. Come into agreement and do not give up. Hallelujah. I, I get so excited about this because it changes the way that we pray. It changes the way that we think. Hallelujah. I think about David. He went through some serious situations. He had, situ he had a situation where having been rejected by Saul, having been hunted down continuously, rejected, slandered, lied about, he was, he was then rejected by the Philistines. And then when he went back to the camp with those that had gathered to him, their wives, their children, and their possessions had all been stolen. And then his men wanted to stone him. This was a difficult situation. But instead of being discouraged, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And when you read the Psalms, it's full of declarations of hope. You know, I just want to look at, at um, Psalm 27. It's one of my most favorite Psalms. Hallelujah. Anybody else like Psalm 27? Yeah. Hallelujah. It's delicious. I love the Word of God because it is rich and it is powerful and it is for, for us to recognize that the Father is revealing His will to us. So this is David, and, and he, he prays prayers like this. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, he had good reason to be afraid over and over and over again. People were really trying to kill him. So instead of allowing himself to fall into despair, discouragement, and depression, even probably feeling feelings of fear, in the midst of that, he made a choice to say, I know the will of my Father. 
I know my God will always cause me to triumph. And he would make these declarations. Things like, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now, he makes these declarations. My head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. He goes on and he, he makes these awesome declarations. And verse 13, I love this. Well, actually, look at verse 10. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Even if the closest people, the ones that should be for me, even if they are against me, my God will take care of me. This is the confidence that comes out of relationship with the one who wants you to always triumph. When you know and believe that God is for you, when you know and you come uh, to him every day and allow him to reveal to you the love, the rich love that he has for you, your heart becomes confident. God doesn't expect you to trust somebody you don't know. So the more you take time to know him, to love him and to receive his love, the more his love, his perfect love, casts out fear helps you to grow roots that go down so deep into him that whenever the enemy comes and intimidates you and a circumstance comes, a threat comes, your roots go down so deep that you go, though an army encamp against me, I will not be afraid. God is for me who can be against me. Hallelujah. These declarations rise out of our holy confidence that says, I know who's with me, hallelujah. He says this in verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. This psalm was written before he was, just before he was anointed king. And I tell you, that was a long journey with a lot of uh, trials and tribulation that he went through to get there. And he's telling us, hey, I would have lost heart unless I had believed this, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, God wants you to know that it's his will for you to continually triumph. It's his will to manifest his goodness towards you, hallelujah. It's the will of God that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You know, the Holy Spirit within you wants to release within you a holy, divine optimism that goes, this is gonna work out well. 
Hallelujah. I've had that happen over and over again at times when things have come against me and I've been, I've felt genuinely afraid. You know, fear is a normal human emotion. It's not sinful to feel fear, but I want to tell you, when you feel fear, instead of yielding to it, the Lord wants you to know He is faithful. You do not have to be afraid. Hallelujah. And you can base that, I don't have to be afraid, on the revelation that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to see him cause this work out for my good. He said, all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's me. Hallelujah. All things, therefore, are working for my good. This is going to turn out wonderfully. You said, God, that for my former shame, pain, and disgrace, you would give me double recompense. So, Father, I thank you. What the enemy's trying now is going to work out double for my blessing. Hallelujah. I'm sowing this circumstance in faith and receiving by faith a double blessing in the very area where the enemy tried to hurt me. God is going to release supernatural double for my trouble. Supernatural favor. Hallelujah. And this isn't some just positive thinking. This is the word of the Lord based on knowledge of who he is through his word through his faithfulness and through his supernatural love shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me read you a story from the book of Mark. Hallelujah. It's a good book. I highly encourage you to read it. The book of Mark. We're going to read from Mark 4. Starting at verse 35. Hallelujah. You know, I believe that the Lord wants to encourage every one of us as we read the Bible to realize that this isn't stories that are foreign to us, but it's a living word that wants to feed us, that God wants to help us apply to our lives. It's a revelation of the will of God toward us. Hallelujah. So Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Hallelujah. It says this, That same day when the evening came, he said to them, Let us go cross to the other side. When they'd sent the crowd away, they took him in a boat just as he was. There were also other little boats with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves splashed into the boat so that it was now filling the boat. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. They woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? He rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now this is such an interesting story. Jesus says to them, Let's cross over to the other side. He senses the the Father leading him, uh, the Holy Spirit revealing to him the will of the Father. We're gonna go across to the other side and preach the good news. So he tells them, all right, this is the plan. You know, God gives us the desires of our heart. 
He gives us direction. He tells us what he wants to do. We can have clear revelation of the will of God. We can know in the Bible that the will of God is for us to be healed. Hallelujah. He says, by my stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. He says that, forget not all my benefits, that he takes away all our iniquity and heals all our diseases. The will of God is revealed so clearly in the Bible as, as him wanting us to walk in health. The Bible tells us that every person who was sick, everyone in the scriptures who came to Jesus and said, please help me, he healed. That he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that we're to build our lives on him. So Jesus is the manifestation, the revelation of the will of God toward us. Hallelujah. You can absolutely bank on this reality. We know it's the will of God for us to be healed. Hallelujah. But then a storm might come. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Hallelujah. You might be righteous, and suddenly you get bad news about your health, a bad report, a disease hits you, a, a circumstance, a, a, something hits you. And instead of um, falling into fear like the disciples did, the Lord wants us to know, hey, he hasn't brought this storm. You know, if the Lord had brought that storm, Jesus would have been going against God to rebuke it. Don't fall into the trap that everything that happens to you is the will of God. In this world, we'll have trouble. But the will of God is not that you will have trouble. The will of God is that you will continually triumph. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God comes to give life and life more abundant. There's a war going on, hallelujah. But we have this great confidence that he has already declared his will. His authority has been released in heaven. My will, my judgment toward my people is continual triumph, hallelujah. And we have access to this and we can enforce it, hallelujah, on earth as it is in heaven when we know the will of God. So say you suddenly get a bad diagnosis, something happens. That's a lot like a storm that comes up that tries to derail you. This thing was trying to take them out. Jesus was going um, across the sea to see a tremendous deliverance happen for a whole town. And the enemy wasn't happy about it. And he whipped up this deadly storm that was set to try and completely take them all out. So they get Jesus and go, hello, do something. <laughs> Jesus gets up and he doesn't say, oh, you know what? I think we just need to just bear it. You know, if we, if we get shipwrecked, let's make sure that we maintain godly character as we drown. <laughs> that is not what Jesus did. Jesus knew the will of the Father was not for him to perish on the sea. He knew it was not the will of God for him and his disciples to be drowned in a storm. 
So based on his knowledge of the will of God, he took his authority and he said, he, he said, this is what the will of the Father is, so therefore, peace, be still. See, be calm. Storm, stop. He was able to do that not because he was God, though he was fully man and fully God, but everything he did, he did as a man, completely dependent on the Holy Spirit. And so as a man, operating as a man, completely dependent on the Holy Spirit, he was demonstrating to us what we can do when the enemy starts blowing and crowling and, and intimidating and attempting to take us out. We need to, to recognize what's the will of the Father. If you don't know, it's in the book. Jesus is declaring his will through his prayers for you. Jesus does not pray illegal prayers. He prays according to the will of the Father. And the will of the Father has him continually praying for our triumph. Hallelujah. That's good news. So when you have a situation coming against your life, instead of falling into fear, you need to start picking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hallelujah. You put on the full armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, which gives you confidence to know that whatever I ask, I can receive. Because God has made me righteous. I haven't earned the right to receive the answer to my prayers, but I have received by faith the grace of God that has taken away all of my sin, all of my crookedness, that I've confessed my sin and he's faithful and just to forgive me. He is greater than my heart and he is better than I feel like I deserve. I am putting on the breastplate of righteousness, which is the, the truth, the reminder that my heart has been made clean, that there is no accusation against me because Jesus has taken my sin. He has taken my shame. So I can come from a foundation of not being afraid that my prayers are somehow illegal, but that I have the absolute right and confidence. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website www.glorycitychurch.com.au We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au God bless.